0: this morning. Hey, it's good to be back and uh, up here today to preach God's word to you. How many of you are ready to receive it? And uh, God has a word for you today, and uh, not just for you, but uh, outside of this room as well. And uh, we believe that God put Crossroads Church on the map to help Hendricks County encounter the Holy Spirit of God. That uh, God put this church here so that the west side of Indianapolis would know that there is a Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can activate in your life today. How many believe that? All right, you believe it? All right, welcome those who are online today. Hey, come on, let's welcome everybody that's tuned in today. We're so glad to have our CFAM, our Crossroads family, CFAM all across the world, uh, literally. And so put it in the chat, wherever you're from. Uh, We're just glad to have you part of our church. I meet people all the time, met somebody just this week in a grocery store and said, we started watching you online, and now we come in person, and uh, that was just too cool, all right? Uh, I almost forgot what I went to the store for uh, because it was so cool, and uh, so God's reaching people all over the place and uh, so good to have you with us today. Uh, We're talking about the Holy Spirit for a few weeks and uh, the Holy Spirit is not just here so that we can be educated about God. The Holy Spirit is here so we can experience God. And so God wants you today to experience him, to not just know about him in your head. And maybe you grew up in a church where you knew about God, but God wants you to do more than just know about him. He wants you to know him. He wants to be known by you. He wants you to experience him. And the early disciples did this because it's the only explanation for why they're still Christians today, why there are literally billions of people who name the name of Jesus, who claim that he is their Lord and Savior. Think about it. These guys were fishermen. These guys were tax collectors. They were just common people. But there was something that happened to them that caused them to turn the world upside down. And I believe there's no other explanation other than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and took over. Their lives activated God's power within their lives in such a way. And Jesus really talked about this in Luke chapter 24. And uh, I'm going to get to Galatians 3, so if you want to go ahead and find that spot, we'll get there in a moment. But uh, Luke said, you know, I'm a smart guy, and I've talked to some people. He was a doctor, a physician of his day, and uh, he said, I have looked into all these things about Jesus. I've studied it, I've interviewed people, and, all, and here's what I believe the life of Jesus was about, and he wrote what we call, what I call, the book of Luke uh, that's in the Bible, and uh, so it's an ancient writing uh, that happened not too long after Jesus was resurrected, and uh, he compiled all this, and here's some of the things that he wrote down are quotes of Jesus, and this one in Luke chapter 24 verse 49 I believe helps us to understand why we're sitting here today why you're tuned in today and and maybe naming the name of Jesus what why is that and he says and now I will send the holy spirit cuz Jesus is about to die and be resurrected and ascend to heaven he says just as my father promised but Stay, everybody say, stay. Stay Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. He says, Don't get ahead of yourself. All right? Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't try to do this in your own power. Don't try to do this in your own strength. I want you to wait. And you're going to get some power. How many have ever experienced that power? Five of us? All right. So I'm praying everybody in this place today uh, will experience that power. He says, when this power comes on you, you're going to be different. And and so I want to say to some people that you don't need to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to be afraid of the Holy Ghost. God intended for you to experience the power from heaven that Jesus talked about. He intended for you to live a life spirit-filled, full of God's Holy Spirit. Last week, Matt helped us to know that we need to knock, 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 knocking on heaven's door, right? Uh, we, We need to just keep knocking, keep asking, keep believing, keep receiving God's Holy Spirit into our lives. In other words, God never intended for you to stay in the same spot the rest of your life. Wherever you started, that's not where God wants you to wind up. God wants to take you to another level. And so next week, by the way, we're gonna be talking about gifts of the Holy Spirit. It it may be the most important message of the whole series next Sunday. And uh, so don't miss it. Don't miss it in person or online, whatever, uh, because God has spiritual gifts that he wants to give to us to help us to be more than we otherwise would be. And through those giftings, uh, God can help your marriage. He can help you on your job. He can help you with parenting. He can help you just live the full life in Christ that God intends for you to live. Now, I've told this story before, but I guarantee you there's at least 100 people here today and more online that... um, have never heard this story, and there's probably another 100 people that have forgotten it, so okay, at least. So I'm gonna tell it again. When I was, I, I grew up in church, and so I experienced vacation Bible school, and I drank the Kool-Aid, and every, how many were with me on that? You, you did too, you you know. I, I'd memorized verses for a week, you know, and get the prize or whatever, and sing the songs and participate, bring my Bible, get the points, you know, uh, those kinds of things, anybody remember any of that? Okay, and so I did all that, grew up in church, and then we had something in the back in the day called teen choir, okay, and, and, and I sang in the teen choir, and we'd sing maybe once or twice a year in big church, you know, in front of the adults. And um, so we were gonna sing in church. We were doing this like mini concert thing where we were gonna sing a few songs in church. And so we're in the warm-up room, and um, we're getting warmed up, all of us. And, and Yvonne Wrench is our director, and, and she pointed at me, and she said, Craig, I want you after this song we just practiced there, uh, I want you to come down to the microphone and say, smile, God loves you, okay? And I just like nodded, and then afterwards, I'm like, you idiot, why did you do that, you know? You gotta go down front, in front of everybody, and, and go to that microphone down there, and say, smile, God loves you, that's four words. <laughs> you could screw that up, you know, and say it backwards, or forget one of the words, or whatever, and I am just like, oh my gosh, I need to tell her that I cannot do this, and, and, and so next thing I know, we're ready to go out. And uh, so we go out, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, here we go, and, and we're singing the song that after this song, I'm supposed to go down and, and say something in that microphone, and my knees are knocking. I just knew everybody isn't even hearing the music right now. All they can hear are my knees knocking together. And I'm like, I'm gonna pass out up here in front of everybody, embarrass myself. It, it's gonna be something else. And uh, so I'm just like flipping out, freaking out, and whatever. And then the song—it was the fastest song we've ever sung. I mean, it was so—it was done like in no time. And uh, and, and after it's done like the waters parted, my friends in front of me just kind of separated and, and it made a path for me to go to the microphone and I go down there and I say, smile, God loves you as fast as I can say it and get back up there and hide behind everybody before I pass out or anything. And it's just hilarious that now that same teenage boy has a microphone strapped to his head every Sunday and speaks in front of hundreds of people about God. That's just crazy that God would do something like that. And I want to tell you how it happens. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the power to, let let me say it this way, put this up on screen. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you, the Holy Spirit makes me better than me. Okay, I'm just a better me with the Holy Spirit. He, He just takes us to a whole new level, to a whole nother place. And in the scriptures, these guys turned the world upside down after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, they came up with a little tagline for them. They start, the Bible says in one place, they just started calling them Christians. Christians. And what that means is little Jesus people, little Christ people. They're like little Christ running around and spreading the gospel and everything. And the Christians, the believers, took it as a compliment. I'm like a little Jesus at work. You know, I'm a little Jesus at school. I'm a, I'm a little Jesus everywhere I go. How many, how many little Jesus do we have in the building today, right? Yeah. You just try to be a little bit of Jesus to somebody else. And, and so that's what the, they said. And, and, and here's the thing. It wasn't them. It was the helper. It was the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said he's going to come and you need to wait till he gets there because he's gonna give you power, power to be more than you would be. And then Paul, who, this is the fascinating guy. He wrote about half the New Testament, if you don't know the Apostle Paul. But before he was the Apostle Paul, his name was Saul, and he hated Christians so much so that he would use his influence to get them arrested, and maybe even killed because they were believers. And and so he's just just adamant against it until Jesus showed up in his life one day. And when Jesus showed up in Saul's life, he changed his name to Paul and became an apostle of God and, and wrote about half the New Testament. And in one of the writings that he wrote, Galatians chapter two, or excuse me, chapter three, verse two, he asks this question. He says, let me ask you one question. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? In other words, because you keep the Ten Commandments and you're such a goody two-shoes, you're so good, that's why all this is going on. He says, no, of course not. You received the Holy Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, how many still remember the day that the new life came into you through the power of God's Holy Spirit? Can God get a witness here today of that? And he says, you start. so now why are you trying to become perfect in your own human effort? You know, why are you trying to be a perfect Christian now on your own? In your own power, in your own strength, in your own ability? He says, that's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And so I want to talk to you this morning about three things that you can do to get in spiritual shape, all right? How many like to get in shape for the summer, right? You know, you, you, you guys, the, the abs are gone, you know, and you, and it, you, you need to you know, kind of get in shape. I don't know about all that stuff, and I don't know uh, where that's gonna go this summer, and if you're gonna fit in all your summer clothes or anything like that. But here's what I do know today is we can get in spiritual shape, which is even more important. So how do we do that? The first thing, three things I wanna give you that, that you can have the Holy Spirit do. The first thing is you say, Holy Spirit reveal." Reveal to me what I need to see. Help me to see as you see. Show me, show me what I need to know. Show me what what it is I need to see. In John chapter 16, verse eight, here's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. Let me tell you something. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a misstep. It wasn't somebody else's fault or whatever. It was sin, all right? We, we don't use this word a whole lot in our culture because we don't like it because it means personal responsibility. And in our culture, we do everything we can to blame everybody else. You know, if I hadn't gotten with that person, if I hadn't, whatever, that boss, that job, that, per, that schoolmate, they, they forced me, they caused me. My mom and dad used to say, if somebody jumped off a cliff, would you follow them there, you know? Anybody remember that? So, convict the world of, the, of its sin, and here's what else he'll do. And of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So in other words, not just what you're doing wrong, but what you need to do right. He's gonna point that out as well. And see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He does not bring condemnation. Romans 8, one says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so when you're walking in the spirit, He doesn't condemn you. That's what the enemy does. The enemy tells you you're such a loser. You're never gonna amount to anything. You're always gonna get this wrong. You never do get it right. You give it to God. Next thing you know, you're messing up again. You're just a mess. It's just the way it is. And the Holy Spirit, that's not what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit says, hey, here's what's causing your life to be upside down. And if we can get this corrected, you can get right side up again. How many in this place, the Holy Spirit flipped you over, helped you to get on your feet again, turned your life around, changed you And the Holy Spirit did that. See, because he reveals things. How many of you, you knew you needed to lose weight when your friend showed you a picture of you on their phone? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh my gosh. Is that what I look like? Is, Is that hanging over like that, you know? Is that really how I look? And, all, and you thought, oh my gosh, I got I to do something about this. And the Holy Spirit gives you a picture so that you can be better than you otherwise would. In other words, he reveals it so he can heal it. He reveals where you're missing it and he doesn't do it to beat you down. He does it to lift you up, to help you to be what you otherwise would not be. As a matter of fact, the word conviction in Latin, convict, it, it means with victory in mind. So when the Holy Spirit says something to you and points something out, it's with victory in mind. Mm, somebody help me up here today. He he wants to help you so that you can get over that and get on to whatever God has for you. And so he doesn't just point out what's wrong. He, listen, he points out what's right. He, he points out the righteousness, Jesus said. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21 It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you. How many have ever, you think, possibly have heard that voice? Don't call him back. Don't go on that website. Don't take another drink. Don't get behind the wheel. Don't, hello? And, and, and there's this voice, and it, and it tells us, he says, the voice will say, this is the way, walk that way. How many have been glad when you obeyed that voice? <laughs> Don't go to that party. The, the cops are going to show up, and your butt is going to, well, you probably didn't say your butt, but you, you're going to be in jail. Your parents are going to have to bail you. Not, you better not go. And how many have been glad you listened to that voice? See, but, but here's the thing. We need that voice, but our culture doesn't want that voice because we don't want somebody telling us what to do. You know, because here's, here's what our culture does. Our culture says, I, I need to be true to myself. And, and, and I, I've got my truth. And, and listen, I'm, I'm just trying to follow my truth. Listen, there's not a more dumb thing that you could do in all of your life than to think that way. Because I'll just prove it. I, listen, here's, here's what, that, that's like follow your heart. Listen, here's what my heart does. My heart says, mmm, this car smells fine. This car drives fine. This car's nicer than the car I have. I should sign on the don't line. I I should lease this thing, I should buy this, I should do this today, And and you know what? I talk to myself, and myself says, that's right. That's right, that's right, you should do that. And listen, here's what happens. How many have walked out of that place, you barely got the car parked in your garage, and you thought, oh Lord, what did I do? What did I do? Cause now the bill starts coming, right? And then I didn't know my insurance was gonna jump up like that. I didn't know this was gonna cost me so much. See, see, we we don't want to hear that voice. And, and so we want to follow our truth. But let me tell you something. What if my truth says I don't want to stop at the red light? That's not my truth. My truth is I'm in a hurry. I got places to go, people to see, and listen, that red light just slows me down. I don't need any of that. Let me tell you something. You're not gonna like my truth, are you, (laughs) when we meet out there in the middle of the intersection. And and so there's truth that needs to happen. And here's, here's the ultimate source of truth, God who created, by the way, the sun and the universe and who created your life and the manufacturer knows the intent of the manufactured product more than anybody else and his truth, listen, will set you free. It will set you free. Your truth will not do that, all right? And, and here's what it says in Proverbs, the wise man, here's what he, how he put it. The fear of the Lord, the awe of the Lord, that God is God, he, he says it's a fountain of life. In other words, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if God, you know, God's trying to put you in a box and you're not gonna have any fun, and it's gonna be so boring of a life, you know, just go to church and all these, and, and you gotta do, that. it's so restrictive and everything. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, no, it's a fountain of life. It's a fountain of life turning a person from the snares of death because it's like after you signed the lease or whatever and found out, whoa, I couldn't afford this, That's the snares of death, right? Oh, I didn't know. I thought I was just gonna have fun at the party. I didn't know all this other mess was gonna happen. I didn't know my life was gonna take the turn that it did. There's nobody, when you talk to them, that they don't say, I didn't see this coming. I I didn't think I would be here now. And God says, wake up, and realize that he is God and you are not. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're not God. You're not God, you're you're not, you're not. And here's, here's the thing about God, here's the thing about God, God's not trying to put you in a box, God's trying to keep you from a box. God's trying to keep you from things in this world that will lead to death. And what he has is a great plan for your life. So here's the prayer. Let me just wrap this point up with this. Psalm 139, verse 23, this is a powerful prayer that you could just take this prayer from the Bible and just pray it every day. And I'm telling you, if you will, it'll change your life. You ready? Search me, O God, and know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts and point out, there it is, point out anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. He says, point out the wrong and point out the right. How many think that's a great prayer? Just every day, just, just asking God, Search me, know me, help me, and and here's here's the prayer, here's the prayer that you need to pray, is you need to pray, Holy Spirit, show me, show me, and you know what prayer that is, revelation. Oh, that's what I should do. Oh, that's that's the way I should go. Wouldn't it be awesome? to know that before you say yes? Wouldn't it be awesome to have all the information first? Wouldn't it be good to get God's perspective on it before you move forward? You pray, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, show me. Here's the second thing, is Holy Spirit, refine me. Don't don't just... Don't just reveal it, but then refine it in my life. Help me. And and 1 Thessalonians, Paul talks about this. He says, do not put out the Spirit's what? Fire. Fire. May God himself, the God of peace, what's he gonna do? Sanctify you. Through and through, may your whole spirit soul, and body, all be in alignment, be kept blameless or holy at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, I don't need to be afraid. Oh, Jesus could come back today. Oh, I could die today, and I would face God face to face. He says, you don't have to be afraid of that because what's happening is God's changing you. God's sanctifying you is a Bible word for it. He, in other words, his holiness is coming into your unholiness. And he's refining you. Because when the Holy Spirit was very first poured out in Acts chapter 2, here's what they recorded and said it looked like. It looked like fire on everybody. In other words, over and over again in the scripture, there's symbolism between the Holy Spirit and fire. And what does fire do? Here's what fire does. It refines things like gold. You, you gotta get it in the fire. You gotta get it in the fire. And you think, well, that can't be good. That can, oh yeah, it's good. Because what's gonna come out of the fire is pure gold, not messed up gold, not dirty gold, not not flawed gold, but flawless gold. How many want some of that, right? And and so the Holy Spirit is this refining fire, and he helps us to be holy. Doesn't it make sense that the Holy Spirit would make you holy? Holy. It's in his name. He wants to bring holiness. In other words, it's not in your effort. Oh, Craig, I'm I'm just trying to do this Christian life, trying to live it, you know, trying to be holy, trying to be perfect, you know, trying to be better every day. That's my goal, just be better every day. Oh, Well, how's that going for you? How perfect are you now? Hello? Where's my real people at, huh? Where where you at out there? Not the ones that came in with your halo over your head, all shined up in your glowing robe or whatever. I'm talking about real people today, right? That, That we need help. And the help is from the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Leonard Ravenhill said. He says, you know, we live in a day when we are more afraid of holiness than we are of sinfulness. Mm. So we gotta stay in the process where God wants a, holiness is not a bad thing. Holiness is a good thing. I'm getting more like God every day. I'm like a little Jesus. I'm, I'm like a little more like li- a little Jesus every day. More like him. Here's what C.S. Lewis said, and that's a long quote, but I think it's powerful. Dozens of people go to God to be cured of some one particular sin, which they are ashamed of, like cowardice or whatever it is. Or which is obviously spoiling daily life, like a bad temper. God, help me today. Get over this bad temper. It's messing up my marriage. It's messing up my work environment. People are quitting on me and whatever. You know, praying stuff like that. Fix, fix that right there, that, that. And he says, well, he will cure it all right, but he will not stop there. That may be all you asked, But if you once call him in, he will give you the full treatment. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right. He's stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. And you knew that those jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, He starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts dreadfully and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is God up to? The explanation is he's building quite a different house from the one you thought of. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace, and he intends to come and live in it himself. (laughs) Oh, I love that. God says, you thought we were just building a shack. You thought this was about getting new flooring. You thought we'd just do a little paint job here or there. No, we're renovating. We're gonna move some walls. We're gonna tear some things down and it's gonna get messy and there's gonna be dust and there's gonna be all kinds of stuff but the end result is I'm moving in myself. I'm coming in in all of my power and glory. That's what God wants to do. And see, when you let the renovation happen, here's what happens. New fruit starts popping out. You're more loving than you used to be. You have more peace than you used to have. Your joy level is like, wow. And people start noticing stuff. And and here's here's why it's important, why we talk about taking next steps around here. Because God always has a next step level a next step for you to take and so we talk about going to growth track and people are like oh that growth track i guess if i'm gonna become a member i'm gonna have to take that growth track that they talk that's not what growth track is sure you can become a member if you take growth track but growth track is for you growth track is so you find out who you are and who God made you to be because God has a plan. He has a purpose for your life, and the day you start living it will be one of the best days of your life because as you begin that journey, God begins to work in you, and again, the Holy Spirit starts showing up. Next thing you know, you're volunteering Next thing you know, you're starting to do stuff. And here's what happens is God, when when you allow God to work, guess what? He will. He will. He will work in your life. So here's the next prayer that we pray is we pray, Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, don't just show me something, but then change it change me, and that is transformation. So we move from revelation to transformation. And then the third thing is the Holy Spirit can, and this is good news, he can redeem your life. He can redeem what the enemy has meant for harm. God can turn it for good. Well, in other words, your worst mistakes, your most embarrassing moments, the, the things that you've done that people know about, all, the, all those all stuff, he says God can redeem it. He can redeem it. Let, let's read it from our text in Galatians chapter 3. Let's pick it up in verse 4. Here's what Paul goes on to say. He says, have you experienced so much for nothing? I mean, did you go through rehab for nothing? Did did you go through that 12 step for nothing? Did, Did you have all these years of hardship in your life for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law. I'm so good. I'm like Boy Scout. I'm like Girl Scout, you know, goody two shoes, never mess up, I try to, you know, have my act together when I come out. And Paul says, no, of course not. I'll tell you why you got your act together It's because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In other words, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, here's how I know this, because that's what changed me. Paul says, I was a dirty, rotten rascal until God got a hold of my life. He says in one place when he's writing to people, he says, I feel like I'm the worst of sinners. There's like a sinner's list, and I'm like at the top. I'm like, when, when it, if it goes in worst to, you know, best, I'm like worst of sinners. And when God spoke to Ananias on the day that God was gonna change Paul's life, and change his name actually from Saul to Paul, he said to Ananias, you need to go lay your hands on him because I'll tell you who he is. He's my chosen instrument. And, and Ananias is like, mm, I think he's a cut my head off guys. what he is. <laughs> and, and I don't even want to go over there and lay hands on him. I don't, I don't even want to get around this guy. And he said, oh yeah, you do, because he's about to change. And Paul now says, "Why do you think you need to rely on you to change? Why do you think it's got to be your power? Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm I'm going to quit. I'm not going to. Uh, uh, from today on, I'm going to whatever." I, I'm. Paul says, "No, forget all that. You're not that good. You're not that great." You're not that powerful. But there is one who is powerful, who is great, who is able to do what no other power can do. And what you couldn't do in your own, he can do through his power. And he changed Paul's story. And I wanna say to somebody here today, somebody watching online, you are God's chosen instrument. You say, oh, that's not me, you know. Oh, no, I, I, I can't do that. Let me tell you something from a teenage boy who couldn't even talk in a microphone and say four words in front of a church. I'm telling you, God has more power than you know to be able to change and transform your life and cause you to be something more than you otherwise would be. And it comes through the power of his spirit. You're a chosen instrument. You're a chosen instrument. And that's why, you know, people get back here and teach kids during this service and teach kids about Jesus. You know why they do that? I'll tell you why. Because they're selfish. (laughs) That shocked you, didn't it? They're selfish because they get more out of it Then they give. When when they go and teach those kids about Jesus and they feel the power of the Holy Spirit come on them, maybe they're timid. Those kids intimidate the life out of them. They're gonna ask me something I don't know. And, and, And they're back there and they're sharing about Jesus. Let me tell you something. When one of the kids gets it, And the next thing you know, that kid is getting baptized on. This morning's service, that kid that was a troublemaker, that kid that just had all the hard questions, that kid that you thought, I don't know if he's ever going to get this. I just don't know if it's going to happen. But then it came on, and the light came on, and Jesus came in and changed his life, and you sit there with tears streaming down your face because you had a part in it. See, when you are the one that waved somebody coming into church, when you're the one that greeted them and they felt like, I don't even want to be here today. But you smiled the heck out of them. I almost said something else. Because they had the hell in them, right? To come in here. But over and over, you you made free coffee for them. You talked to them. You loved on them. And the next thing you know, at the end of this service, in just a few moments, they raised the hand to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And their life is forever changed. And you have. Apart in it. It just doesn't get any better than that. This church is full of people who didn't even wanna be here the first day they came. Now they can't get enough of it. Here's the prayer. Here's the third prayer is Holy Spirit, use me use me holy spirit show me holy spirit change me and holy spirit use me when's the last time you prayed that prayer i think you ought to pray these prayers every day i think every day y'all say holy spirit show me what do i need to know Holy Spirit, refine me, change me. I, I don't want to go wrong. I don't, I don't want to mess up. And Holy Spirit, if you can use anything, please use me. And if you'll do that, here's what's going to happen, is God's going to redeem all your screw ups, all your mess ups, all your mistakes, and here's what he does, in 2 Corinthians three eighteen, and, and then we're going to pray. And and we all, who with unveiled faces come contemplate the Lord's glory. Here's what's happening to everybody. I pray in this place, everybody watching online tonight, today here or tonight, whenever you're watching. Here, here's why hope is happening. We are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory how are you doing that it comes from the Lord who is the spirit in other words if you see something great in me it's not me it's the Holy Spirit in me And it's the Holy Spirit in you. Let's pray. Father, we ask for an empowering of the Holy Spirit of God. We need you, Lord. Our culture, we need you, God. That we need to know whether to go the left or the right. And we need a voice that'll speak. Maybe you're here today and you say, "Craig, there's been too many times in my life I'm I'm I, I'm not sure I'm listening to the right voice." I I want to hear God every day. I I want to I I want God to use my life. He can use anything. I want him to use me. If that's your prayer, would you just raise your hand right now all over this room? Yeah, just raise it up. Yeah, and online, just stretch your hand towards the screen cuz I'm going to pray for you right now. Father in heaven, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come, to make us more than we would be on our own and to help us to live this life in such a way that other people would see Jesus in us. Maybe others of you are here and maybe you've tried to be a better person and you think somehow, someway, you know, if I can just be a better person, that'll do it. Let me tell you something. It ain't gonna do it. It, It's not gonna work. You can't get holy enough for a holy God. You can't get perfect enough. You already blew by perfect a long time ago. You You can't do it. But God knew you couldn't do it. And so here's what God did do for you. He sent the perfect one to come and to take your sin upon himself and die for you so that God could do it. So God through the power of his Holy Spirit could change your life. You can't do it, but he can do it. And today, he wants to do it in your life. If you're here this morning, you say, Craig, I know I need God in my life. I don't know what all that means, but what I do know is I I need to do something today. I, I feel him drawing me. I feel him wooing me, pulling me toward him. That's his Holy Spirit. And if you need to respond to him, just raise your hand right now. Here in this room, just all over. Just raise it up, yeah. And while they're doing that online, you can just type the word decided in the chat and we'll know that you're making a decision today to follow God. Come on, let's all pray. Everybody pray so that those around you who need this prayer, just lift it up to God. Just say this to him. Say, dear heavenly father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay for my sin. And I know I've sinned, but I wanna start over. So please wash away my past, forgive me of my guilt. Give me a new beginning from this day forward. As much as I know how I surrender my life to you. Fill me with your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, somebody praise Him for those who made a life change today, life change. On the screen, our next steps that you can take, because some of you, you you need to do baptism next, that needs to be your next step. For others of you, it's something else, but all of us have a next step to take. All right, I want us to stand, and they're going to sing this song again. And here's who I wanna sing this song for, is I wanna sing it for people that are here today that you don't need to leave quite yet. You don't need to leave quite yet because you need to surrender more to God. You need to surrender your marriage to God today. You need to surrender your money to God, your finances. It's beyond you, you you need to surrender it to Him. There's others of you, you need to surrender your health to God. There's others of you, you need to surrender your family to God. You, You need to surrender your kids to God. There's some of you, you just need to surrender all to God. And here's my experience, is the more I surrender, the more He fills. The the more I open up, the more he pours out. And today, I don't want you to leave here without getting all God has for you. He has so much for you. He has more love, more joy, more peace, more long-suffering, more temperance, more meekness, more more gentleness, more self-control that he wants to give in your life. And if you need any, of those things are all those things, whatever it is, I want you to come down here to the front. Just come down here to the front and say, I don't care. Excuse me, people will clear out of the space and make room for you. Excuse me, I need, I need to go down there because I want all God has for me today. People are already coming. Come right now, we're gonna sing this song. Come on, let God give you all that he has for you today. He wants to pour His Spirit out upon you. It, just ask, seek, knock, watch all the door, wide right open. Roll back, yes. Roll, back door. Roll back that strong. Roll back that strong. Roll back that strong. That's it. We have it, to, come, it on. come on. Just ask, ask, seek, knock, watch the door, door sweet Would this be if every day... our church. You're getting us out of the safety zone into the faith zone. And you're not going to let us just stay where we are. You want to take us somewhere else. You've got more for us, God. So God, today we just say, Holy Spirit, show me what you need to show me. change me. We want a full renovation, Holy Spirit, because we want to be the house where God dwells. And Holy Spirit, use us. Use our hands, use our feet, use our voice, use our mind, use everything That's alive It's alive